Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so happy you're here. This is a good one. This This one is filled with a lot of juicy little tidbits that I hope is really going to snap you into action. And let's go ahead and get started. So we're talking today about operationalizing growth. So I think oftentimes marketers are talking about the tips and tricks and tactics that are going to help you grow your business. But what a lot of people fail to talk about is actually how do you execute on those suggestions. And so today I thought it would be kind of fun to get behind the scenes and explain exactly how I work with my team to execute those tips, tricks, and tactics to grow businesses um, that I work inside. So just as a reminder, you know, I work as a fractional chief marketing officer for startups, and I've done that for the past 10 plus years. I've worked hand in hand with founders and investors in some cases to grow brands all over the world in China, in Dubai, in Mexico, um, and across the United States. So I've worked in a lot of different teams. And so I've really also been privileged to see how other how founders run their businesses. And I've been with founders that have been super tactical, super intentional about the meetings and the meeting agendas. And I've also been with founders that are sort of like trying to wrangle bubbles like you know and and it's funny because both styles can work depending on the person and the team and the skill the leadership skill in general but I find for most people having a an agenda having a plan having a system they can be consistent about is what gives them the most results and that's what I've adopted in running my marketing teams and in my own business. And so I kind of want to clarify or or crystallize what is the problem with startups in general? And we all know the the statistics, and I don't want to bum anyone out, but according to um, Investopedia, 90% of startups fail. And the reason that startups fail is, you know, product market fit, um, running out of money. And this one caught my interest, not being able to gain traction with marketing, not really being able to figure out marketing. And in my opinion, all of this sort of works together, right? Because you want to, the one thing that people waste a lot of money on is marketing, because they're not strategic and intentional. And the process of getting product market fit is in and of itself quite a marketing process, right? Because it's all a communication process. And so you can discover quite a bit about your whole operation just through getting really intentional and focused on the marketing. The marketing is 
in my opinion, just the most critical, most important piece of the puzzle for all businesses. And so why is it so hard for startups to gain that marketing traction and to really understand that product market fit, really to kind of to get to get it right? Now, a lot of product market fit has to do with like, yes, the product, but in a lot of cases, it's about communication, right? It's about how are you really describing your product and how it corresponds with the pain points of your target client. Or, you know, are you even going after the right target, right? Now, there could be the case that the product just stinks and no one wants it. But more times than not, it's not that the product stinks, it's that the marketers, the founders, they're not quite sure how to communicate it effectively. And that's why it fails. But the statistic of 90% and this idea of the problem with the marketing strategy really made me thinking of, think about the process. Because it isn't, in my experience, and again, over a decade of experience, right? And I've seen big, big failures and big, big wins. And in neither of those cases, is it like one big event that happens that sort of changes everything. It's really about what practices are in place for the team week over week, month over month, year over year, that's working towards those goals, right? That's working in an intentional way. And so that's why I want to talk about operationalizing your marketing efforts, because there's really three very simple steps. And again, a lot of times we talk about things as being simple, but it doesn't mean that they're easy. Because I understand as the week gets going, and as you get pulled into a million directions, it's very, very easy to get sidetracked, to cancel meetings, to not do the goal planning the way that you want and all these stuff. But I assure you that if you are committed to these three things in your business, you will succeed. Okay, so let's start at the top. The first is planning, right? So goal setting, planning, whatever you want to kind of call it, it needs to happen. It needs to happen every 90 days. Now, we tend to get super psyched at New Year and we get a big ambitious plan for the year, but that's where most people stop. And when I talk about quarterly planning and mid-year reviews, a lot of people sort of glaze over. They don't want to fuss with it. They get too busy. They get too caught up. You know, they say, oh, well, I already missed, you know, I'm halfway through the quarter. I didn't do it. It's too early for the next quarter, blah, blah, blah. There's a million excuses. But the reality is, is that it needs to happen. And even if you have a team of two or three, because again, this is the other mentality. People think that quarterly planning or yearly planning is something that big organizations do. And there's this misconception that, oh, I'm a startup, I'm small, like, I don't need to do that stuff because we're communicating every day. I'm here to tell you, that's, that's not, it's not effective. Because when you're communicating every day is when it becomes very, very easy to get granular and kind of stop thinking in a strategic way. And that's the excuse I hear from so many founders. It's like, I speak with my team constantly. We're on chat all the time. We speak every single day. We're so aligned on what's going on. 
But what happens is you get head down, you're both stuck in the weeds, and then you, you come up for air like once a year and you realize like, wow, did I actually work on the big picture things that I wanted to work on? Did I get those big projects done or was I kind of just stuck, right? Stuck with the, the shipments and the, the customer service tickets and, you know, the website crashing and all these things. No, those things will happen and you're going to have to figure it out as they come. But you also do need to maintain that space for the big level strategic thinking and planning is when that happens. Now, once a year, it's fun. It's great. You get the team together for an offsite and you have like some snacks and you do a big planning session. That usually is something a lot of us can buy into and enjoy. But the work becomes every 90 days every 90 days, founder, you have to reconnect with your vision. You need to come up for air. You need to realign with what are you working on and why. And as the things that have been really occupying your days, working towards those goals or not, right? You need to just reconnect with that dream and that vision, but then you need to also disseminate that to the team. Because I mean, this happens to me. I don't know if you experienced this, but like there's sometimes I'm, I'm working on things, I'm moving forward, I'm pushing, you know, and it's hard and I don't want to do it, right? And, and I stopped and I say like, why am I doing this, right? Sometimes you forget, why am I doing this? And I have to take that beat and, and consciously bring myself back because you kind of go onto this, on this like roller coaster ride of you just like, you got to get into execution mode. You got to get things done because that's what you have to do as a founder. You have to move everything forward. But moving forward has to be in a direction and has to be with some precise goals. So planning is critical. Do it by yourself in a journal. Start there and then get some time to do it with your team. And I talk a bunch about goal setting and goal planning and you may be rolling your eyes, but it is it is so important and it's something so easily missed. And I, I often talk about it because it's something that I need to remind myself of, you know, there's like a million other things I'd rather be doing than sitting to like, go back to the big vision and things like that. Of course, it's sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's fun when you're in the mood. But when you're in the thick of it, and you're scared, and you're confused, and you and you're not feeling confident, like it is hard to do those things. But that's the practice. So you need to sit down, get yourself focused, realign with the vision, and then set up some time with your team members to do some actual goal planning for the quarter. Okay, so every 90 days. Uh, um, and then once a year, of course. So that's step one. Step two is a weekly meeting. So Again, a lot of us, we think because we are talking every single day with our team for some reason or another, or we're connected all the time by Slack or on WhatsApp, that we don't need a weekly meeting. And that could not be further from the truth. I personally have fallen victim to this in my own business, not with the businesses that I'm, not with my clients, but in my own personal business for Ugly Ventures, I've gotten stuck on this as well because it is just that it's like, yeah, well, we talk on Slack or we're connected over text or WhatsApp and we just have this constant feedback loop. And 
that is really great too for that like head down executing. That's fine. And that, that it's not ideal. Yes, we like boundaries and all those things, but you know, in startup world, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta get it done and you need to get it done well and efficiently, right? So sometimes you need that constant communication. But what is more important, and actually, when you set up a regular weekly meeting with a specific agenda that I'm going to share with you right now, when you set up that weekly meeting, actually the need for the 24-7 communication, it becomes irrelevant. It becomes obsolete. So doing a weekly meeting builds the trust with the people you're working with, right? It in, it actually forces you to be a better communicator, um, more precise, more more concise, and it helps keep you aligned on the big goals while also addressing the small tasks and stuff. So let me talk to you about the agenda. Number one, most important thing for a weekly marketing meeting is to be consistent. Same day, same time, every single week. Do not change it. Okay, because when when you change and move around meetings, you're eroding trust with your team. And it may seem stupid, but it's not. If you're constantly needing to have people you're working with rearrange their schedules in order to work with you, it just is sending the signal that you're unable to like follow through and be consistent. It shows that you're a little bit flaky. Listen, I've been there and I've really forced myself to double down on this. It's a sign of respect for people and it builds trust. If you show up consistently every single week for your team in the same exact way, they're going to feel more comfortable. They're going to be feel more safe. They're going to feel happier to work with you. They're going to feel like they're supported. So step one is same time, same day every week. Okay. Step two is following an agenda. Okay. I don't know where I heard this This is the funniest thing. There was some quote I heard, which is no agenda, no attenda, which is such a great little phrase because what's the worst thing in the world is being in a meeting with no agenda and everyone kind of just like feeling like they're wasting time and you're not accomplishing much, right? So marketing meeting should follow a four-step framework. Or listen, this is what works for me. (laughs) So I can only say what works for me. Four-step agenda is step one is going around and discussing wins from the previous week. Now, the wins I like to say are personal or professional because I love to hear like if someone you know, had a birthday party over the weekend or someone bought a new house or whatever. Like these things are beautiful and it's great for team building and building connection, right? And as a sidebar, it's even more important in a startup to to pay attention to those things. We're probably not paying our teams tons of money and they don't have like cushy benefits and things like that. So I would really double down on like making sure that they're really happy because that's going to really pay, pay itself back, okay? So number one is I go through wins. Number two is we review the marketing scorecard. Now, if you do not have a marketing scorecard, I invite you to download your free marketing scorecard template. You can get it at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, uglyventures.com backslash scorecard, all one word, S-C-O-R-E-C-A-R-D, scorecard, right? So if you download the template, you can um, you make a copy. It's a Google Sheet, and you can play around with it. 
it'll be pretty pretty self-explanatory. Just kind of play around with it due to like and filling in the marketing things that you're doing, right? So for example, you'll see like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all those things. And maybe you're not on all those social platforms. So you can erase the platforms you're on, things like that. So go ahead, download the template. But we step two of the marketing agenda framework is reviewing the scorecard. And I have my individual team members that are executing certain parts of the marketing strategy fill out the scorecard for the things that they're responsible for. So the social media managers fill out all of the pieces about social, right? How many followers, how many, how much website traffic from that platform, how many turned into leads, things like that. So we review the scorecard. That's step number two. Step number three is we revisit those goals, right? So now, remember the first part of this whole thing is goal planning. So we want to be looking on a weekly basis at the goals that we set out for the department, right? Or for the individual team member. And we look at those goals really high level. And I have the teammates that just color their goals, either green, yellow, or red, Depending on green, that the goal is completed. Yellow is that you're working on it and it's on time. And red is you're working on it and we don't know if it's going to get completed or, you know, need some work. And so high, really high level very quickly, we can see uh, what's on track, what's not on track. And in this moment, we have time to discuss, you know, why it's on track or not on track or, you know, anything that that teammate needs for that specific goal. But this should only be a couple minutes because this, the last and final part, number four of the framework, is discussions. So you set up time, and I like to keep this as the longest amount of time, like 20 minutes, where you are inviting the team members to sort of have free time to cross-collaborate, explain where they're stuck, get approvals if, if needed, things like that. This is the discussions point. So again, the framework is discussing wins, then we review the scorecard, we review the goals, and then we get into discussions. And really, it's like five minutes for wins, five minutes for scorecards, five minutes for goals should be really quick. And then discussions is like the juiciest part. And discussions is really where we, we're talking about like the tasks for the week. Another tip that I like is for each of my team members, like, especially I do this like a really good examples with the developers. So with development teams, the developer teams that I work with, we usually have like a running list of things they're working on. And in the discussions point, we just like open up that list. We look at what to do this week. What do you need from me? Where are you stuck? Kind of thing. Um, and so I love looking at that as a, like a little bit of a roadmap. And you can do that with all of your team members. They could kind of create their task list, put their due dates right there in a Google Sheet, or you can even look at a project management tool like Asana. Um, okay, so that is step two of operationalizing the growth of your business. Okay, so we talked first about planning. Next, we talked about weekly team meetings. And the third one, I think, is a juicy one. Okay, the third one is having regular one-on-ones with your team. Now again, this is often thought of something that bigger organizations do. And so a lot of kind of pre-seed, seed kind of startups feel like they're very scrappy. They don't need to be being so informal. But actually what I have found is with the contractors and the freelancers that I work with, it is so beneficial to do a one-on-one. -on -one. Now, you don't have to do it every week, 
Okay. In some cases, I've done them once a month. In other cases, bi-weekly, but they always sort of follow the same format. The purpose of the one-on-one is not to get on the phone with this individual and start talking about their tasks. The purpose of this is to connect, is to connect, deepen the relationship, and really think high level about their role and their contribution to the organization. And so on a one-on-one, I really love to start with asking how they're doing like how they're really doing, how is their workload, what's their bandwidth look like, Um, how's their home life, like care, like make an effort, you know, a little bit goes a long way, I tell you. And so we kind of look at that. I also love to reconnect with them on a regular basis, maybe not every meeting, but every couple meetings, just talking about their big vision for their life. And it's so beneficial, especially for the people that are good and the the people you want to stick around. Asking, like, what's their big vision for their life? Um, What are the tasks that they enjoy doing? Where do they think that they're really excelling? Where do they need some support? Where do they feel like they need to continue to learn? You can be such a wonderful tool for that person. Be such a, like, you can be a great mentor for that person. And in exchange, that person will give you their loyalty, right? And for your good people that you have, you want them to stick around. And as I mentioned before, maybe you don't have a fancy package or anything like that. But if they're working in a startup, it's probably because they're pretty growth minded themselves, right? So you can really offer them so much of value. It doesn't have to be just value in money, right? And value in learning and to grow them as individuals, And then the last piece of the one-on-one is really looking at their role within the organization and listening to them on their ideas, right? You can get really good intel on like what team members are working effectively or not and who's great to work with or not, or what are some ideas that this person has for the business that maybe they haven't discussed with you before. There's some really amazing things that can come out of these discussions, So for me, this looks like, for most of my team, it looks like bi-weekly one-on-ones for 30 minutes for my key players. I don't do it for everyone. Like if, you know, there's like a developer that just like does occasional updates on the website, but we don't have big consistent projects. I'm not doing one-on-ones with them. But my social media managers, my copywriters, um, my, uh, my assistant, these people are getting my attention in that way because that time is like is like currency and taking that time out to sort of foster mentor and build a relationship and be a leader for your team especially as a small scrappy startup is just gonna pay off for years to come if you can establish that habit for yourself So this is what my week looks like. Literally, this is how I operationalize managing multiple marketing departments across different startups, um, having great relationships with my team, um, staying really focused on the tasks and not, I really pride myself on just never there being fires to put out because this system of planning and having a weekly meeting, but with an intentional agenda really helps set you up for success in that way. So I hope this was interesting because honestly, I had never heard anyone talk about 
like how it really works behind the scenes. Like what is happening each and every week? Everyone talks about their like morning routine and all of this shit, these habits and stuff like that. And that's great. But it's like, listen, I need to understand how to run this thing and do this thing. And for me, this is how I run marketing departments, but you can sort of translate this into your sales team, or this could be kind of looked out bigger. I know in some small teams that don't have like sales and marketing departments and finance departments, if you're just working with like a handful of people, like one or two people, even you can just do this one meeting for the whole company, right? Crossing sales and marketing finance and all that stuff. So you can build it how, however you want, but the system is really the planning, um, the revisiting on a weekly basis, and then really connecting with your team to get the most out of them, to get their buy-in, um, of you and what you're doing in your business. Um, so yeah, so that's it. If you have any other ideas or questions, please feel free to reach out to me. And I want to leave you with a reminder that if you are struggling to put together your marketing strategy, I do have another free resource for you, which is the go to market strategy template. You can grab that on the website. Um, at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, backslash, go to market, all one word, all connected, G-O-T-O-M-A-R-K-E-T. And that template is also really cool because it's interactive and it links you to different episodes of the podcast. It, I, there's a quick video from me, different articles. So it's, it's a really an interactive checklist on everything you should be doing to get sort of established to launch or relaunch a product. So you can grab that. You can grab the scorecard. Um, and I hope to see you back here next week. Have an awesome, awesome weekend. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and I hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.